every single morning I wake up and there's a moment of bliss, then I remember. I get up and I get on with what I chose, but oh, how I wish. How I wish. We could celebrate the solo career of Melanie C. <laughs> You're listening to Pod of the Pops. The podcast that relives and relives pop culture. Welcome back to Pod of the Pops. It's Melanie C Week. We are the podcast that celebrates the solo careers of the Spice Girls, reliving and reloving the moments you forgot you didn't know. <laughs> trying to prove, great line, <laughs> trying to prove that they were more successful than people give them credit for. You didn't know you forgot. What did I say? <laughs> well, we pick up in 2007. The Spice Girls are finishing and wrapping up a reunion tour. I have a small confession to start the episode. Okay. So when we did Mel C number one, mm-hmm. and no one on Twitter has picked up on this yet, so <laughs> I know. Mel C's album this time had actually come out before the reunion tour. Ah. But I was just really tired and I didn't <laughs> want to research it. So I made an executive decision to push it into this episode. Very good. Which wasn't very good because she releases so much music. This episode may be long. Not we're complaining. Sorry. But you got a short one in that mouth. So I'm going to talk about Melanie C's this time album as if it did not come out before the tour. But, you know, in my defence, she loves releasing an album around the time of a tour. Yes, she does. Yeah. Forever 2.0. But I suppose in her defence, she wasn't planning on doing a reunion. No, she wasn't. That was... Yeah. Something that happened very last minute. It seems that it's always the case that she's the last one to come on board to a certain extent. Is that a fair assessment, do you think? Um, well, not this year because Victoria's <laughs> still not on board. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, fair enough. I'm still so disappointed. I keep hoping she's just going to appear yeah. anyway. Like, yeah. surprise! Yeah. <laughs> she's not. No. How good would it be shit out of your mind, though? With yes. Dane Bowers? I would lose my mind. Oh. You would be out of your mind. One could say. <laughs> so let's pretend like this is happening at the right time. So she releases, we go straight into new music. Melanie C, Music Spice. She releases two songs simultaneously. She's literally giving us everything. She is, <laughs> yeah. So in Europe, she releases the very Mel C ballad for this moment. being Melsey. Yeah. Europe getting what Europe wants. Mm -hmm. In the UK, we get her cover version of I Want Candy. (laughs) 
choice. <laughs> so it features on the soundtrack of a film of the same name. So it's a soundtrack film. I am confused about this whole song. So it's from a soundtrack to a British sex comedy. Okay. Called I Want Candy. This is what Wikipedia had to say. <laughs> a group of film students at Leatherhead University in search of funding for their feature film, The Love Storm, end up having to rewrite and make it into a pornographic film. <laughs> <laughs> this leads the boys head first into a world of erotica that they did not even know existed and into the life of actress Candy Five Ways. Wow. wow. That's why the title. There are... <laughs> Several big stars whose names you might recognise in this movie. Candy Five Ways is played by Carmen Electra. No way. Wow. Oh, that's what thing. she's doing with herself? Wow. In 2007. No pun intended yes. there. <laughs> Zoe Slater from EastEnders. Yeah. She was on... Was that, was that Wonder Woman? She was the on the Bionic Woman. Yes. Jimmy Carr makes a cameo. Does he really? He, he's in everything. Yeah. I could not bring myself to watch the film. <laughs> Unlike you, you usually watch such awful films. This is true, actually. <laughs> I've been busy doing the research for albums that I pushed back from the first episode <laughs> into the second episode. I remember at the time this feeling like a very odd move. Yeah. yeah. It's just a bit bizarre. Like, she's always been... The credible one. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. She was, this felt like a, a PR exercise, doing mm. a cover for a movie. It feels like so, a move I would expect from Jerry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Jerry, yeah. or even Emma. I mean, Emma did Pokemon at the beginning of her career. Like, yeah. You know, so I'm kind well, of like. At least that was a song that wasn't. That was a, a tune, by the way. Yeah, it Absolutely. was a tune. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always have Mel C as a kind of sensible-headed one, and maybe she just thought it would be good publicity. Well, she's running her own record label at this point, Red Girl yeah. Records. Yeah. This is the second album out on that. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're figuring things out. Yeah. They're trying to be commercial. Mm-hmm. And the Spice Girls were known for doing cheesy covers it's true. Yeah, back in the day. True. The live shows always had, you know, We Are Family and stuff. So yeah. maybe. Yeah. It charted at number 24. Spent two weeks on the chart. Obviously, she's got the pipes. She yeah. can sing it. Well, number 24, it would be one of the last times we would see Mel C in the top 40. Ah. This is... The charting days of the Spice Girls are behind us by 2008. Yeah. But that's not to say they don't still create important, worthy music. Yeah, That you of should course. listen to on Spotify. Yes. I said it was an odd move. It stays odd. So, the video is a little raunchier than we'd usually come to expect from Melanie. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a leather catsuit. Okay. Hello, Victoria. Yeah. Did she have any gloves on? No. She's not doing oh, the jerry. I think she might have these little half gloves, actually. Love her gloves. She's <laughs> surrounded by half-naked oily men in a pink room. Hello, Jerry. Yeah. The song did debut at the top of the YouTube video chart. Interesting. What year was this? 2008. Right, how... I mean, YouTube was popular, but how... Yeah. Okay, so I have the numbers. Okay. So it debuted at the top of the YouTube video chart with 200,000 views in its first day. That does give you an idea of like yeah. the, the size of the website at the time. But I mean, still kind of impressive because it shows that people are like, oh, Mel C's doing something different. We must see this for ourselves. Yeah, well, guys just wanted to see Mel C in a catsuit. <laughs> yeah, there was maybe that too. But I think this is a really interesting reflection of how YouTube has grown. Yeah. So yeah. 10 years... 
200,000 views in one day. It was the most watched video that day. Yeah. In 2018, 10 years later, do you know what video had the biggest... Uh, this is America? No, it was the year before, I think. Oh. Um, Thank You Next, Aaron, oh, okay. yep. was released as the first YouTube premiere, mm-hmm. which was really encouraging live streams. Yeah. And then its first 24 hours was viewed 55.4 million times. <laughs> wow. You can't even comprehend that. Yeah. Over 8,000 at its premiere launch, so watching in that as it launched, like live TV. Yes. Which is four times what was good 10 years ago, was done in the same five minutes. I mean, that's just because we can access YouTube on all these different devices now, can't we? Yeah. So the album follows the next month, this time, it's the album, to a mixed critical reception. Mm-hmm. People just felt it was a bit meh. Yeah. She's got the team, she's teamed up with all the old favourites, so Guy Chambers in there, Kathy Dennis, Steve mm-hmm. Max, yeah. so yeah. It was praised for vocal maturity. Yeah. Manchester Evening News said she sounded like she meant it, unlike her peers at the time. <sighs> Ooh, What's interesting is they compare yeah. her to Katie Mellower and Nora Jones. I mean, that, those are fair, nice comparisons to yeah, have. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. For those to be your peers, she's probably happy with that. Yeah. yeah. It said the songs were bland and forgettable. Yeah. It's Ouch. very melty singer-songwritery. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not super adventurous. It reached 57 in the charts. Well, it went on yeah. to sell 300,000 worldwide. Okay. Which... I know her previous effort had sold a million worldwide, yeah. but 300,000 is not to be sniffed at. No. You make money off that. Yes. Yeah. I think. And, and she's on her own label now. So. Yeah. So she was cutting out the middleman in a lot of ways. Also, I mean, I think she has quite a lot, an international following, doesn't she? I mean, all of them do, but am I right in saying she has quite a big one, especially in like Brazil? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there is Mel C fans Brazil that have helped me out a lot on YouTube. But there is a, there's a Mel B fans Brazil, there's yeah, an Ever B fans. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Brazil fans are really good with YouTube. There must be loopholes <laughs> in that country or something. So, yeah. thank you to all those fan accounts. They make this job a lot easier. Um, but she is big in Europe. Yeah. Without that sounding shady. No, she is. She's a big deal in Europe. She's big in Japan. <laughs> That's the line, isn't it? Yeah. She's B-list on Capital. Yeah. It's, um, she just, and I think she gets to tour and yeah. do all that. And I think maybe the European audience just aren't as... Mean. I'm trying to, yeah. I was trying They're to not as critical. The, the, it's the British press. Yeah. Is as notoriously horrible. Yeah. And I think... Although the American press can be awful, yeah, I don't think the Spice Girls get as hard a time. No, because they're not as latched on mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. yeah, I think there's still a bit of novelty over there. Well, they yeah. are still talked about. I was yeah. watching some Wendy Williams this morning, and the Mel B. Jerry saga saga was being talked about. There you go. I mean, she got a lot of her facts wrong. So, if Wendy Williams can get them wrong, I know she's. High on drugs allegedly and leaving her husband allegedly. But don't come for me when I get fucks wrong. I don't have a bureau. <laughs> I am the bureau. But back to Mel C. Yeah. <laughs> so she releases another single called Carolina.
She releases it the same week as the Spice Girls reunion. <laughs> Why does she do that? She's always fighting against being a Spice Girl at this point. It's like an internal conflict that forever yeah. happens. Well, I get, I get the feeling in 2007 she was doing it for the hype. So right. when we talked about that time period, she hadn't seen Mel B for a number of years. Yeah. So she's going into it. And I think that period of that reunion mm. was resolution time. It was, yeah. So they maybe went into that with a lot of feelings and emotions and business problems. Yeah. That became resolved during that period. Yeah. That meant they could go on and be cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I, no, I think that's very fair to say. That's the impression you get when you watch all the documentaries and things like that. Yeah, and I think at this point we still have a bit of angry spice mm-hmm. yeah. fighting against the industry. I mean, yep. it, there was a lot after the Spice Girls broke up where she did have a lot of angst, and she did. She was trying to really shake off some of that image, and there was and, a lot yeah. of conflict, especially with her. Um, just running her mouth at certain moments. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. To my surprise at the time, I remember. She had a lot to say. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. Was, you could tell she was obviously very angry. And, you know, fair, fair enough, because she was vilified by the press. You yeah. Know, what, what we were talking about before, you know, the lesbian rumours. Mm-hmm. and just, just generally being horrible to her. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. It was that she was being mean about our fellow Spice Girls. Yeah, but that is a product because... Because a combination of the conflict within the band, how she felt she was bullied, and also her depression, which she is now very open and talking about. So, you know, that I think it was a a combination of factors for her. Yeah. She would release a couple more singles from this album. Mm -hmm. She releases the title track this time. I had to try and hold 
Very little fanfare, really. No. Yeah. This is 
arguably a solo artist still a bit of the wilderness she is yes but in the promo for this period she also releases her second DVD concert live at the Hard Rock Cafe mm-hmm. she's good live she yeah, is yeah and it's nice that she's releasing stuff like that she really kept her fan base and really released stuff mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. the casual local doesn't know it's also in 2008 at this point that Melanie becomes the last Spice Girl to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I thought it might never happen. <laughs> uh, call this pressure on women at this point. Yes, it's like 30s. you must reproduce. Yeah, but keep the population down. Yeah, and keep working. Yeah, and stay thin. <laughs> yeah. So she only had one child so far. A lovely Scarlett, mm-hmm. born in February 2009. Great name. Possibly my favorite Spice Girl child name. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. I didn't know we were ranking. I know. I'm ranking. Got child names. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Scarlet. I, nice. I have a favourite. Blue well, I quite really like Harper. Yeah. I was going to say Harper. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to name my child after the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Oil girl. Just Spice Girls? I'm going to name it Emma, Melanie, Melanie, Victoria, Geraldine. <laughs> <laughs> Try and fit in that on a birth certificate. <laughs> So by this point, she has been with her long-term partner, Thomas Starr, for seven years. They never married, which is a shame, because yeah. it would have been good if she'd been called Melanie Starr. Oh, like North Northern Star. Oh, that is nice. Yes, that would have been very nice. Yeah. I think motherhood had a really profound effect on Melanie C, mm. more than the other girls. Yeah. Because yeah. I really think it's from this point onwards that you start to see Mellow Spice a bit more. Yeah. Now she's very humble, she's very chilled. All of that angst that we literally just spoke about seems to have melted away when she gave birth. Mm -hmm. And how nice, you know, that she's found some, you know, motherhood she's taken to really well. And she does talk about the struggles and, you know, the ups and downs, but you're right, yeah. She takes a real change in direction here. So she signs on to play Mrs. Johnson in a new production of Willie Russell's Blood Brothers mm-hmm. in her West End debut. Which is quite a left field choice, really. Quite a brave risk. Well, it seems like quite a natural fit for mm. her. I know, we've said it before, I'm not a musical theatre gay. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> forgive me my innocence. Mm. But it's a it's a Liverpool play, right? Yes, Deeply yes, rooted. yeah. I don't think Willie Russell was a Liverpudlian, but no. the play is... The play um, very much is. And it's high drama. Yeah. So yeah. you actually really... It's more than just singing. You have to be really acting. I think she would have to be part of some really dramatic, argumentative, like, drama-filled scenes. So I think it's... Her character is more like the Harrow, isn't it? So that's the mum that gives up the children yes. she watches it all uh, she yes. does a lot of the narration I have yeah. seen it yeah. I have seen it yeah. not with Mel C and I saw an amateur production <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. I was supporting a friend um, <laughs> well yeah. at the time she said she had been invited to do musicals and movies in the past mm-hmm. but it just never felt like the right time but with having a baby she wanted to stay close to home and have more routine yeah so, I mean, she said at the time she genuinely contemplated never working again. Yeah. Mm. Well, she was exhausted. Surprised so, yeah. me. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
we talked about this before when she when the Spice Girls first um, went their separate ways she just launched herself straight into work she's a yeah. workaholic right so suddenly for her to be reach motherhood and suddenly be like oh maybe I should actually contemplate slowing down it was probably the first time she actually stopped in a yes. couple of times. Yeah. And especially after that period, because she would have done a couple of albums, she would have done the tour. Yes. And then fell pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a whirlwind. Absolutely. An emotional whirlwind. It's not going back through that whole tour process. Oh, Oof. Yeah. Well, some people would have said it was a risky move, um, but it was very successful for her. Mm. The reviews were very quickly glowing. London Evening Standard called her the galvanising factor in the show. Amazing. Saying that they'd never seen a set of reviewers rise so quick to standing ovation. That's impressive. Yeah. And you know, there's so many people that would just say, oh, it's just a space girl, but actually... Mm. These girls have got so much more to offer. I yeah. suppose it's, you know that she'd be able to sing it. Yes. But yeah. can she act and can she deliver the emotion in that song? Yes. yes. And all live as well. You know? Yes. Yeah. Night yeah. after night. Yeah. yeah. The Independent said she rightly followed in the footsteps of previous actresses, Carol King and Barbara Dixon, with oh. her singing abilities and luminous stage presence in a role she was born for. Oh, that's lovely. Can't say fairer than that, can you? Well, you can. She was nominated for an Olivia Award for Best Actress. <laughs> there you go. Only the third actress to be nominated in the role in its 25-year run. Right. Obviously, I didn't know that. Wikipedia told me. <laughs> <laughs> but still, very yeah. impressive. She didn't win. She lost out to Samantha Spiro in Hello, Dolly. Right. For those of you that need all the facts. But it's pretty impressive to be nominated. Mm. Just, you know, a few months into your first yeah. professional acting role. Well, Spice World aside. I mean, she is she is the one with the most impressive award kind of nominations and the the Grammy and then this yeah, exactly yeah. and yeah. I don't think this is shouted about enough no to be nominated and respected by a panel of industry peers as yes. exceptional in your field yes yeah that's yeah. a badge of honor right absolutely totally. the Grammy probably I know we've said it a few times but she probably can't really take credit for that because it's the Grammy is for best dance remix right so right hex hectors. Yes. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she sang the hell out of that remix. Yeah, exactly. There is a cute moment here at the Olivia Awards. Victoria lent her two gowns. Lovely. One for performing and one for the ceremony. Very good. Lent, but not given. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I have obviously taken that wording from an article specifically. Yeah. So, yeah. Generous, but I'm not going to give it away. I have a business to <laughs> No, I know, I'm, I'm kidding. I know that that's just what happens for award shows. Like, Yeah, Mel T's not going to wear them again. No, it's true. Victoria no. can sell that on at a higher price now. <laughs> true enough. Loving side note, in the programme, she's specifically called Melanie C. Oh, oh. that. It's like back to her roots. And yeah. I think this is important because, do you remember there was that whole thing with the papers where she went around saying, I am Melanie C. Yeah. Yes. And she finally gets to do it. But it's surprising that she's, sticks with Melanie C mm. rather yeah. than going full Chisholm yeah she could be forgiven for basically using her real name as a, like her equity acting name yeah. and, and to try and keep it like separate you oh, know yeah. in the same way that for instance uh, Donald Glover or Childish Gambino he does his music and his acting is very separate yeah but she's gone more of the way of Lady Gaga who 
for A Star Is Born was Lady Gaga. Yeah, know, she didn't. She wasn't it. Stephanie. So yeah, yeah. I suppose it's interesting, like how much of your acting is linked to your music, I guess. And in both Lady Gaga and Mel C's case, there was still a lot of music involved. So I guess it makes sense. Just sticking with the brand, not. I yes, guess people yeah. could have really yeah. turned. On. If I think if Lady Gaga had started being like, I'm Stephanie Geminosa. Yeah. Um, it would have been like, who? <laughs> yeah. I don't know her. Yeah. Well, Mel C plays the role, Melanie C, sorry, to give her full title, <laughs> plays the role for a little over a year because she'd already started on new music. Of course she is. She's a workaholic. Yeah. Absolute trooper. So she releases Rock Me in Germany only. Rock Me Baby, Rock Me Baby. World Cup. Oh, I remember me. I'm Sporty Spice. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I love football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the single proper was September 2011's Think About It. Right, yeah. So this saw her make a return to, to dance pop. So it's a more common territory for a Spice Girl. Yeah. Right, focus on sort of radio friendly beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we have a little listen? Let's sure. do She's very toned. Yes. I wonder yeah. if this is a good, a good moment for her in terms of. Yeah, I mean, well, we've talked before, and she talks very openly about her control with food and exercise and how she finds it very easy mm. to follow a routine, but she has to be careful with herself around it. Yeah. Lord knows I can relate. But yeah, she looks incredible in the video. The song is. I like it. Mm. It's guitar led but more dance but quite dancey yeah yeah so she worked with the cut father team to provide a fresh edge to a sort of newly staged developed vocals mm-hmm. um i think it's popping yeah it's a banger yeah mm-hmm. i would dance to it in a club <laughs> 
You would dance to anything. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Me and Lauren, if there's a mirror in a club, me and Lauren will we're dance for hours. Yeah. Looking at just ourselves. Not <laughs> even together. With hundreds of bones. Yeah. Hundreds of bones. <laughs> so lyrically, it discusses doing something you know you shouldn't, but going for it anyway. Which Melanie has later said was her approach to returning to music. Okay. So fearing the ridicule of the press, but sort of knowing you have to do it because you love it. And fair play. Yeah. Under the radar, underrated, guys. Mm. I'd be surprised if many casual fans knew this existed. It didn't get a lot of press attention. Yeah. I remember I had like a little community radio show at the time. Mm -hmm. And I played it on there. Probably the only radio it got. Poor bugger. (laughs) I couldn't even really find many reviews for the track. Right. So I like to find a review. Yeah. Yes. Um, I found a few like blog post ones which were vaguely positive, but they're probably going to be because because blog posts are written by fans. Yeah. yeah by yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Me and you, memes. Some said her comeback was unnecessary. Harsh. Oh. It said it sounded all right. Yeah. yeah. Paired it to Kelly Clarkson, Pink, yeah. and That's the, where the comparisons I was thinking about when I heard it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it did manage to chart in the UK. Mm. Just. Number 95. Ooh. Is that even a chart? I didn't know it went that high, but yes. <laughs> wow. You won't be surprised to know she had better success in Europe. <laughs> Reached number 30 in Switzerland. Okay. But it was released the same week as the album. So that could in part explain the success. Why well, go out by the single? Just well, just just get the album, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but she was an indie artist at this point. Remember, she's on her own label. So yeah. the album isn't dragged away from us, which yeah. is nice because that would be the fear, wouldn't it? Like if she was signed to a record label, yeah, you'd trail out a single, and then you would maybe never get an never album. get the album. Yeah. yeah, she's in control. Yeah, Rita Dora. So. <laughs> Jerry dot Halliwell. Oh. Mel dot B. So, <laughs> yeah, so when Mel sees her, she has an album coming out. You're going to get an album. Yeah. yeah. She's not taunting us for years, threatening. She doesn't mess about which, which is delivers. explains a lot of why she does have so much music to talk about. She's in yeah. control. And huge respect for that. Exactly. So the album is released. It's called The Sea. It's got some very dramatic artwork. It's a bit more varied than some of her previous efforts. Mm. Still quite singer-songwritery. She loves a dark album. She never releases a happy little upbeat. This this album is just for barbecues and parties. Yeah. But there are sort of radio-friendly bops, along with the sort of stirring ballads. There's a lot more beat-led tracks Mm. through those range of emotions. I I liked it a lot. I like it. We are fully in the Spotify generation now, so I fully Mm -hmm. engaged with this album Mm. from its launch. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite thing about it is that it lasts an entire gym session. (laughs) Because I'm so tired of albums that are 30 minutes long. Yeah. What am I meant to do for my ab track? Re listen. Yeah. I don't think so. Whistle. (laughs) Cue Um, me. (laughs) Cue. Well, you can thank Sporty Spice for always being like... I bet that's number one on the list. When I bet, you yeah. An album. She's like, Does it last 45 I, minutes minimum workout? Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga's good. She rattles on and on and on. <laughs> one thing I'll tell you will annoyed me. The first track, conveniently titled The Sea, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
it's sort of it's got this really slow low build up yeah in your headphones you can't hear for about 30 seconds and I'd always be constantly thinking just my internet wasn't working I'd be like where is this bloody track and then before you know it you're deaf and yeah so one thing did occur to me when you're making a record yourself how much does cost come into that mm. so if you know how much each track costs if you know how much work and effort goes into track yeah how does that affect quality because you know if you're like look we spent a couple of grand on this we might as well just put it on the album whereas a record label would be like not good enough not good enough I know yeah. they're very aware of cost as well mm-hmm. yeah but if you've been deeply involved in the whole thing mm. how easy is it to step back I would say that it might be more difficult when when it's your own label and you are not having to answer to maybe as many people as you would be in a normal label and you do know much more of all of the details of the costs and things like that. Mm. It, I would imagine that it could be much harder to be objective and make decisions about tracks. Yeah, I think it's either liberating or it conjures up new issues because yeah, you're kind of limbo a bit yeah it's a lot of decisions well yeah. the cover of the album was shot in Whitby Yorkshire that's a lovely place so this is not like Emma going to Rio for an album cover <laughs> Uh, regarding the concept of the sea, it has a concept. Did she go in that sea? Yeah. She stood in the sea. She's brave. Yeah. With the sea. I wonder what part time of year it was shot. Um, <laughs> it's very moodily, but I, ho- I hope they just toned down the sunshine. I hope it wasn't. Hypothermia <laughs> by the sea. <laughs> well, Chisholm said about the concept in an interview on YouTube that the album is cohesively experimental, mixing many different genres, styles of music into one unified pop album with electronic undertones, therefore naming it The Sea, which encompasses the many species who inhabit beneath the ocean's surface. What? Wow. I, you know, I love a concept album. Not gonna lie. Uh, that's season 12. I, I just want to do it on concept albums. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's... I mean, it sounds a bit pretentious, but I like that she's thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. The many species who inhabit beneath the ocean. Yeah. Represent the many different musical styles. Yeah. As I said earlier, it's also conveniently the title track of the album. reviews yeah. OK Magazine mm-hmm. known for their musical reviews yeah. said it was her most ambitious album yet is that just a polite negative? no oh, oh, oh I you read it as she a would... clap you if see I, it as a slap if I said that to you you'd be like did she just throw shade at me for <laughs> giving me a half compliment? well it would be with you because of your tone <laughs> 
This is my most ambitious podcast yet. <laughs> also my only. Liverpool Echo said, Mel C proves it's about being real. There's no saturine sweetness, no femme fatale, just a take-me-as-you-see-me attitude that shines through. The C makes for a good listen, whether you're a fan or not. Hey, yeah. See ya. Nice. All music said she compete with her younger contemporaries like Katy Perry. Hmm. Which is yeah. real. <laughs> After the first couple of albums, um, she's definitely better than Katy Perry. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I see. Well, if only sales had been so good. Mm. The album made it to number 45 on the UK chart. It's better in 95. Yeah. Well, that was the single. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better on the digital and independent chart. So 29 and 6, respectively. Mm. Which isn't to be sniffed at. Yeah. And she did get to follow up with a 17-day European tour. Mm-hmm. I think Mel has really nailed that, you know, that 10,000 fans theory. Yeah. You know, if you've got 10,000 fans, you yeah. can work forever as long as you keep creating stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, obviously, I believe she's got a lot more than 10,000. Yes. But like, that's she, the concept yeah. that she seems to have really worked well out. And that's the core that will buy the album every time. Yeah. 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 And yeah. they'll go to the live shows and she'll, she knows what to give them. Yeah. yeah. And she puts on a good show. But also, I think crucially for her she puts on the kind of show that can take place in more intimate venues because I think with the other girls maybe try there's a lot more like dance routines like staging but with Mel C there is less of that there's it's her and a band just on the mic and it means she can downsize and it doesn't feel cheap it feels like intimate you know what I mean So I think that's how she can do a lot more touring as well. Yeah, I think at this point she is disappointed about commercial success. I think this is just before she goes, oh, fuck it, don't care. Yeah. So in an interview with The Guardian, she says, my last two albums didn't perform that well in the UK. Would I be devastated if this one didn't do well? No, I'd live. I'd keep plugging away. All it takes is one song. And this one has a touch of my debut solo album, Northern Star, about it. Which, if you remember, was a slow album climber. Yeah. So, obviously, it's her most successful, and it was a big seller. Yes. But it didn't really take off until her first number one, Never mm. Be the Same Again. Yeah, it was a grower. Yeah. Yeah, and then it just stayed in the charts for ages. It just kept yeah. coming yeah. back around. And, I mean, obviously, Northern Star debuted a lot higher, but it was Spice Girls' peak still. Yeah. But I think maybe she was hoping... She might have a big yeah. of this. Which I think she tried to replicate with the second official single, Week. Which is a big contrast to the dance pop, but think about it. It's a rousing ballad. I love it. We'll play a little clip. Every single morning I wake up and there's a moment of bliss. Then I remember I get up and I get on with what I chose, but oh how I Do you think I love it? 
it's I not like it. it's not bad. It really reminds me of like J Lo early two thousands, that kinda ain't it funny vibe. Really? I can hear that. I can hear a tiny bit of what you mean like in the backing track and those certain lines that maybe sound a bit like that song. But I think I like the it's a kind of atmospheric Yeah, that sort of pulsating. Yeah, way. pulsating, kind of a bit sexy, uh, moody. I like it. I like a dramatic ballad though. Mm. And at this time I just joined the circus, so I was spending a lot of time yeah. like stretching and having to really work on stuff so I could be really like moody in the gym. It was good. <laughs> um This is what really gets me about this song. I had always assumed the song and Actually, the album was about her breakup from Thomas Starr, the father of her daughter. Yeah. But actually, that didn't happen until the following year. I looked at this quite intensely, to be sure. Yeah. Because I remember at the time thinking, oh, this is definitely about their breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps I got the album a bit later than I thought. Right. Because I've checked dates and I've checked interviews and they seem to be together. Apologies if I'm wrong. Right. This is a very heavy album. Yeah. For somebody who's and very much happy. describing the end of a relationship, yeah, which, like you say, yeah. is odd for someone in a happy relationship. <laughs> but then maybe it wasn't happy for yeah. a long time. Well, it's maybe. definitely more Adele than Pharrell. Yes, <laughs> I think if I heard this album, I'd be like, "Oh, is that from the right babe?" <laughs> maybe that's why they broke up, though. You heard the album, he was like, "Uh, excuse me," and well, taking the warning signs. Listen to some of these lyrics. So weak, which we just listened to. Every single morning I wake up and there's a moment of bliss. Then I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny left the back. <laughs> no, no, it's not about that. You know, but there's other songs. Like the album, it's, it's very heavy. It's quite dark. I mean, there's a song called... When the conflict calls in this tug of war, will you be my strength or would you be my enemy? If I lose my way on this battleground, will you reach for me or would you be my enemy? Mel B. <laughs> Didn't want to go back on tour. Does rhyme with enemy. <laughs> Would you be my Melanie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm reading way too much into this. Not, I mean, I don't know how no one picked up on it at the time. Yeah, it's not explicitly talking about love, though, mm. is it? I guess not. It's a lot. It's I've I've noticed this a lot in her songs. It's very like ambiguous. You know, like in the lyrics, it's always like she deliberately kind of is maybe a little less obvious than, say, Jerry's lyrics. No offense, Jerry. Oh, but she doesn't want to leave you guessing. Could also yeah. be about our ex record company, too. That's true. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's round off the album before we talk about the breakup as time wise. Week didn't. It wasn't the big kick, promo wise, she was no. hoping for. I mean, it made it onto Radio 2's A list which helped it reach the top 60 most played mm-hmm. songs on UK radio. Okay. I didn't know we had a UK radio chart, but... We do, apparently. <laughs> um, it just didn't sell enough to make the top 200 of the singles chart. Shame on you, listeners. Yeah. Although, I to be know. fair, our listeners proactively follow the Spice Girls, so... Yeah. I'm not blame them. And no. do you have a copy of this single? I've Spotify, yes. <laughs> my paid Spotify subscription. I was rinsing it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We should have got half a pence from that. <laughs> Half a pence more than I'm getting from Spotify. <laughs> it did get to number one on Greek iTunes. Love it. Love Let's it. Let's go to Mykonos, Melanie. <laughs> I'll take you. She would release one more single from the album in Europe only. A place they like her. Yeah. She's taking the hint now. I wonder if we get many European listeners. I wonder. You can check the countries on the stats. Oh, have a look. 
Well, if you're a European Pod of Hops fan, please at us and tell us where you're from. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you run an Airbnb, <laughs> and we don't want a Brexit, just saying. Yeah, we're very anti-Brexit. Yeah, oh, we God. love you, Europe. We miss you already. She would release one more single. Let there be love. German ballad Liebe ist alles and also an Oasis track name oh that's true but not a cover of Oasis I'm guessing they weren't covering a German ballad no I like that she's done a German ballad I think maybe she went look Jerry's doing Spanish (laughs) (laughs) Victoria did French that one time yes German German I'm big in Germany yeah I'm gonna cover it Emma did Brazil oh Oh, that's right (laughs) That's where Mel's gone wrong. Melanie B. She's never done a foreign language that I know of. Mm. Oh, well, she wandered around Morocco in that video that one time. That one time, she wandered around Morocco. You've got all the continents coming. Well, it was well received by critics and fans, but failed to grab the attention of the general record-buying public. I'm not sure why. But, you know, if it's your own record company as well, you must have limited resources in terms of publicising it. Yeah, just... It's a good record. She makes good records. The sales just don't seem to match it, I guess. Yeah. For me, it's a huge shame because I yeah. feel like... I genuinely feel she deserves more attention. Yeah. I suppose what's good now in this sort of streaming era yeah. is albums can get a second chance. Yes. If you think of Mariah Carey's Glitter. Yeah. Justice for Glitter. Went to number one on iTunes. So maybe she, it was a huge blow to her in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. But now maybe it's nice and people probably do come up to her and compliment her on tracks from it and yeah. still enjoy it. And maybe that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you yourself, when you met Mel C., told her you'd listen to the new I music. I did. So there you go. I'm, I'm such a butt lick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have listened to the latest stuff as well. Thank you. Yeah. To be fair, I think you could be forgiven. You meet Mel C, you are going to lick the ass of that woman. I, could, I really did want it's to not. like that Jerry, the, the Jerry episode where she's, you know, the... The shop assistant says to her, I've listened oh, to all your albums, but you're so not <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that guy. I really wanted to not go up to Mel C because I wanted her to be able to get on with her life, but I couldn't help it, man. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Were other people going up to her or not at all? Oh, my agent who I was with, she she couldn't be held back. <laughs> I was hoping she'd hold me back, but Charlotte was running. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, Charlotte's done it twice. She also met her when she was DJing in London. Oh, I see. Cool. This is by the point, but anyway. Yeah. 
So let's go back to the breakup. So she breaks up with Tom Starr, who she'd been with for a long time, the That's father sad. of her child. She told the Evening Standard in 2016 it was the most catastrophic thing she experienced. Mm. So she's talked openly before about this period or a turn of her depression. Yeah, yeah. Turn to that, which is I think is important to acknowledge. Mm. Yeah. You know, she said she would binge eat and stay up all night crying and sit alone in her house for days. Yeah. She says sometimes you can do all the right things, but they just don't work enough. And it's refreshing to hear someone who's accomplished recognise that these things do recur and and the issues like this are ongoing. Yes. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. 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 And I think she's been really good about talking Mm. about her problems and that can't be an easy thing to do in the public eye. No, no. Especially when you have a history of not being supported by the British press. Yes. She also talks about the fear of postnatal depression. She said Mm. she was really scared about it during her pregnancy. Yeah. And I think that is not something that's talked about. No, not at all. Because I listened to her when she was on Fern Cotton's A Happy Place, which is great. And, you know, she talks in length about her mental health journey Mm. and is very open about things. Um, And that's great. And I think this goes a long way to explaining why she's reluctant with Spice Girl reunions. Yes. I think people need to give her a bit more credit when she says she's not going back. I know she's in it now, but she must have a big fear about getting dragged back into that machine and the carnage that ensues especially when you're a single Mm mum as she is now yeah there were rumours at the time sort of hints of infidelity problems like that but there was nothing with any real weight or substance both ways it just was press rumours and nothing that's why I didn't say anything because there's nothing she certainly never bad mouthed him no. Um, in the press mm-hmm. or she's never really talked about him that much since she, yeah. she's very good at deflecting in that and she talks about yes. the situation and how it was hard yeah. and I think she's trying very hard to be respectful yeah. as a mother knowing that her daughter will read these things about her mm-hmm. dad yeah. so she's not putting them out there to be seen unlike yeah. one other space girl oh yeah Good, we'll get to that there were rumblings that she'd been working too hard and neglecting her womanly duties Oh, well, of course, the tabloids can't have see that. No. Well, apparently she was working very hard during that time. I mean, she was in a musical. She wasn't going out much. She was even trying not to talk too much to protect her vocal cords. Right, yeah. What, what a horrible thing to turn on someone and say. Yeah. Oh, damn if you do, damn yeah. if you don't. Well, exactly, because if she just stayed in the house and just be at-home mum, they'd have been slagging her off for that as well, so... Yeah. Yeah. But you know what else I think as well? Like they were they were together for ten years. Yeah. yeah. They had a child together. I'd call that a successful relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like I know it's obviously it's come to an end and I don't know this the ending of mm. how that was. Yeah. I think as a society we're always like, Oh, if if a relationship is over it was unsuccessful. Yeah. yeah. Or we want to vilify one of one part of the couple. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas actually I know people who've been in marriages and, and they've ended and actually that was that marriage was the right thing for that person at the right at that time yeah. and then and people change and people grow in different directions exactly yeah consciously uncoupling oh, we ridicule that phrase but maybe it is quite good but yeah. in some ways the actual thought behind it is quite nice yeah I yeah, agree, yeah. it had the right sentiment well she said being single was a great chance to reconnect with her girlfriends and have fun good for her and that's the important thing yeah once you get out the dick sand <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with these dick phases. <laughs> well, you're obsessed 
No, we won't say that. <laughs> she is very busy at this time. So after the album and its tour wrapped, she signed on for Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. In the role of Mary Magdalene. I remember being really excited about this when I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a musical theatre gay, so I didn't know that much about it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd heard of this Jesus guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's relatively famous. Yeah. Um, Though, I mean, what is interesting about Jesus Christ Superstar as a show is that it's, you know, it's for singers. It's very much a rock music uh, musical and so you have it means that you get kind of interesting castings um, well yes definitely yeah. she is casting it alongside Chris Moyles and Tim Minchin yes I love Tim Minchin He's not amazing. one of those other than uh, obviously when I see what I'd be like oh great the best singer though no it's more I suppose it's about you can sing but you're also a good like a motor they want like character yeah they want character yeah okay well before she does this there is a TV talent contest to find the next Jesus. I know I'm not a musical theatre gay, <laughs> but I am definitely a music th- musical theatre TV talent show Andrew Lloyd Webber series gay. Yes. I live for this. <laughs> and there hasn't been one for so long. Oh, they need to come back. Oh, I know why it is. Um, well, they were on BBC. Oh, and then and- The Voice took over, is that why? Partly that, but yeah. partly it was seen as, you know, the BBC always has to be unbiased. Oh, right. And it was seen as promoting Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. Uh, because they only ever did it with Andrew Lloyd Webber and with his true. musicals. And it's it led true. to, so there was a conflict uh, of interest. Sky would happily snap up. Well, yeah. ITV did take it. And this, the Jesus one was on ITV. Right. Uh, they didn't really nail it. My favourite one was Dorothy. Oh, yes. When they were searching for a Dorothy. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. I used to go around and watch it at this guy's house, who I thought was really into me. Uh-huh. But there was a chair-bed divide. Like, oh. I was always sat in the chair and he was sat in the bed. I think I was a bit creepy at that time. <laughs> I'll tell you off-air some of the creepy things I did. Oh, well, but I they mean, also had a yeah. Maria, yeah, and I Oliver mean, and Nancy. Oh, I, yeah. I worked with a contestant from the Maria one. In a musical, I'm not going to drop names. Oh, but okay. she was. I would. She was, but she was yeah, fun she to appreciate the publicity. <laughs> not no, she's like no. Like I, sh- I want to say is that all these people in these shows are really like a lot of them now work in the industry. You oh. know? they didn't just come off the street. A lot of them were talented yeah. to begin with. Well, yeah. we know about we know that. Already. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of um, and a lot of them have gone on to exactly a lot of big names. Well, not big, but a lot of. Um, Relatively high-profile people are from these. Lee Mead, for instance, was on Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's Stephanie, who's on Hollyoaks. Mm-hmm. She had the big thing with the Big Brother. She was from this originally. Right. She was on Dorothy. Yeah. Of course, I would remember. <laughs> Jodie Pranger. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's great. Yeah. But Melanie C was a judge, so she was a judge alongside Dawn French, Jason <laughs> Donovan, and of course Andrew Lloyd Webber himself. That's quite a lineup for that one. Yeah. 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 Was, yeah. It was good. I just watched most of it. There was notable controversy. Jonathan Ansel, a name you might not remember, no. he was the tenor of the X Factor group G4. Oh, I remember, I remember them. They had, yeah. Of, yeah. they had a number of albums. Mm. He made it to the boot camp stage, but failed to progress to live finals. Oh. Ouch. Can't have it all. Uh, but the eventual winner was Ben Foster. 
I did remember thinking he was really good. I yes. remember yeah. Melanie really liked him. She was really on his side. Mm. It probably swayed my opinion, to be fair, didn't it? Yeah. Also, slight controversy, I suppose, that Melanie C did this, given everything she said before about TV yeah. talent shows. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I mean, she changed, She has the right to change her mind, I suppose. Um, yeah, and she yeah. has really mellowed out. And yeah. She's a different girl. Mm. Yeah. I think you you do get the sense that she's nowadays trying to be a lot, putting out a lot more positive energy into the world. Yeah. Rather yeah. than being cynical. That's yeah. true. I really enjoyed this. I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I would have liked because it was one of those programs that was on every night. Yeah. By the time it came to the finals and the, the semis, I can't... ITV do that a lot. Like, Britain's got talents like that as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got yes. time. Yeah. Like, it's I'm... commitment. Yeah. yeah. And I can't. And if you miss one or two, you're out. Exactly. Yeah. Then you have to like it, and then it just becomes. It's really for a generation of people who have their TV on like at all times, and it's always on in the background, I suppose. But increasingly, I feel like people aren't like that, you know. So... And millennials never have any leisure time. Yes, we are too busy indeed. working. Exactly. Me and Karen literally turned around earlier and were like, "Oh, we're just having leisure time." When actually, the two of us have been sat working doing emails for two hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I've been editing the podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I. ITV, if you're listening, please put things on weekly so I can catch up. Yes. <laughs> We'd even take, like, one, you know, during the weekdays and then, like, at the weekend. That would yeah, work. That yeah. Work for me. If you could just consult my schedule. <laughs> also, I'll happily be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> with all your musical theatre experience. <laughs> I'm really good with, like, a media. <laughs> So following the show, they enter a national arena tour of Jesus Christ Superstar, which is unusual as it was obviously in theatres previously. Mm. But Andrew Lloyd Webber has said, look, this is a rock concert. They yes. always envisioned it being played to sort of big arenas. And yeah. that he always felt it was shoehorned into proscenium stages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reviews were divisive. Mm. The Guardian did not love it. That's a shame. They gave it a one-star review. Oof. Particularly the arena format. Was that Len Garner who wrote that? I'm not sure who wrote it, but they suggested perhaps Andrew Lloyd Webber should have been crucified as opposed to the titular <sighs> character. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is brutal. They really didn't like it. Okay, oh. fair enough. <laughs> they said Mel sees a strangely laid back Mary of Magdalene, relaxed to the point of blankness. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. I mean, the I was large, watching it and enjoying it. Yeah, they said say. the large, the large cast crowd scenes appear to have been directed on the premise that if Jesus is coming, it's best to look busy. <laughs> oh, dear. The Telegraph loved it. They said Melanie Chisholm was a lovely, relaxed Mary Magdalene to the point of blankness, um, <laughs> and proves again that she, well, it proves again that she was too good for the Spice Girls. Too uh, good. No. Too good. No, no, there no, is no, no, no such a thing. No. She did. Yeah, that's a backhanded cam- compliment from oh, them, yeah. isn't it? Really? Sounds like something you'd say, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did win a What's On Stage award for Best Musical Actress. Very good. Yeah. And she was obviously good enough to be hired for the Australian tour as mm-hmm. well, which came with a live DVD. But she did not do the North American tour. She is replaced. Presumably, I don't know whether she was asked. I don't know yeah, whether she was right. asked, so she decided not to do it. Yeah. 
But she is replaced with a well-known girl band alumni. Do you know whom it is? Don't say Kerry Katona. <laughs> That's a no-no. I think I'd fair say no. Um, is it... Oh, God. Our, our, our name is on the top of my tongue. The one who's in Cats as well. Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Yeah, that's it a, is not. That's a good but guess. But that is a very good guess. Heidi um, Range? No, this is an American. Oh. Okay. Uh, Kelly Clarkson? No. Not Girl Band alumni. But oh, sorry. Girl Band, sorry. Um, How long do I let Ke- Kelly Rowland? Oh! Michelle Williams. Oh! Oh, I was so close! So close. So close. So close. I'll give you a point for that. Thank you. Because we're not collecting points, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Justice for Michelle. Justice for Michelle. Well, you forget. People forget. Yeah. But obviously this period where she's done Blood Brothers and she's done Jesus Christ Superstar, obviously... Is very inspiring for Melanie C because for her sixth studio album, that's right, six, six, she creates the aptly titled Stages, which is a collection of emotional musical and film covers. Which obviously I know all of them because I'm such a musical theatre girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening at the same time, so yeah. this is 2012. Mm. This is a big year for Melanie. Yeah. I mean, in July, she does Superstar Airs, along with the first single, I Don't Know How to Love Him, Mm -hmm, which she mm -hmm. performs at the live final, or on one of the earlier stages. I didn't get to watch it, ITV. You put it all on in a week. (laughs) In August, they do the Olympic performance. Yeah. September, the album is released, which is the same month the tour began for Jesus Christ Superstar. And then in the December, the FIFA Forever musical launches. Wow. Yeah, so she is packing it in. It's almost like the Hady, you know. She's got back to the crazy schedule, overlapping. I was a few years ago, be like, I might never work again. Yeah. It's always when you take yourself off the market, you're suddenly in demand. Yeah, exactly. I like this idea of this album. She... She still wanted to record, but she was like, I'm just going to do a fun compilation. 10,000 fans, theory. Yeah, exactly. This is where I will break stereotype and say, I don't love an album of covers, especially musicals. Okay. I, it's, it's for a certain audience, isn't it? It's not going to suit... It's is not, that going to be for LC fans, though? You know, or 10,000? Um, depends how many of them are musical guys. I wonder what the <laughs> Venn diagram is. <laughs> it's, uh, I could just about stomach Alexandra Burke doing Whitney and the Bodyguard when that album came out. Right. Just there's been so many like that. Oh, yeah, that's... but there's obviously a market for it. Yeah. Mother's Day is... market. Almost September is maybe Christmas present market. I mean, I'm, in, I'm into it, to be honest. Yeah. I think the thing is, if you're an artist on your own label, you don't have to be defined by a genre in that way. Yeah. So you can be between two musical theatre tours, release an album cover, and then that's a really clever piece of tour merch. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. if, you, if you know that you're going around doing Jesus High Superstar, yeah. I'm sure Scarlett can sit at the front with a stool <laughs> selling the stages out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that, it, I think it would be dumb not to do something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it makes sense. The audience going to see you at that Oh, obviously, like musical theatre. Mm. So they probably like the songs. Yes. I would imagine they go in, yeah. buy it, listen to it. Now they're invested in Melanie C music. It's a smart move, really. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, it doesn't even, you don't even have to get these things printed anymore. No. Like, you can just do digital only releases. Yeah. yeah. Which I think the singles were. Mm. 
following this podcast, we will be releasing an album of Spice Girls covers. <laughs> I can feel our so no singles. <laughs> As a digital only release. <laughs> Just for merch. <laughs> anyway, this album. Um, Melanie said they are show tunes that have been important to her at different stages in her life. Hence the title. Stages. Very mm. clever. Is it a concept album? Uh, I, I'm a loose one, I guess. So the first single already referenced was I Don't Know How To Love Him. from the musical oh it's from Jesus Christ Superstar isn't it yes I knew that <laughs> and it's right in front of me but I couldn't remember writing so she sang it on the live so you can read your text <laughs> your take text and make yourself what I'd written it in a code um, <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> so she sang it on the live final accompanied by Andrew Lloyd Webber on the piano I mean, as much as promoting the album, this is really about promoting the Andrew Lloyd Webber tour, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it's you know, um, teaming up. Adelaide Entertainment Centre stated, Melanie C absolutely blitzes her big number, I Don't Know How To Love Him, bringing a more rock edge to the bridge before hitting the final big notes right out of the arena. Very good. Good girl. As was pointing out to me on Twitter, actually, it's not an official single, it's a preview single. Oh. So it doesn't necessarily count for chart positions. I see. But it did reach number 20 on the UK indie charts, so... Sorry. I'm confused, but Twitter knows more than me. <laughs> so, Who are you? Thank you for correcting me. I don't mind being corrected. I can say when I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm like certain Spice Girls. <laughs> Regardless, the album comes out in September. So the second release from the album, we've already trailered, is a little more special... It's a duet from the musical Chess. Mm-hmm. My favourite. God damn you, Alexandra Burke. <laughs> it's I Know Him So Well with someone she knows very well. A certain Miss Emma Bunton.
and that is beautiful it's very it's lovely to me that they're doing a duet together mm-hmm. yeah. it is and it's nice to have the two best voices second and third best vocalists harmonising <laughs> first and second yeah, they, yes. I, and they yeah. do their voices work really lovely together yes yeah. and it's a lovely story that Melanie was putting together she wanted to do the track and she knew she had to duet it yeah and she's done a lot of good duets in the past and who with? Well, she thought, will I ring Pamela Anderson? <laughs> As obviously our voices are Who so Who jumped similar. in my grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, and she, she calls Emma Bunton. Mm, and it's lovely. really lovely. And that means that we get to see them going around, doing interviews and performing together. And Chatting just, on loose women. They're the cutest. They are the cutest at the yeah. time. It's an odd choice of song in mm. a way, given that just one year earlier... It had been the comic relief single with the Peter Kay character Geraldine McQueen singing it with Susan Boyle. Oh, yes. Do you remember this? I was never a Peter Kay fan. Yeah. But, it, yeah, of all the, all the duets to choose, they could have chosen Wicked, they could have chosen, you I, know. Well, Mel C says it was, you know, obviously all of these songs melt something to okay. a certain stage yeah. in that time. Yeah. Yeah. That one so it's a lot of older musicals, I guess. I think. Yeah. In, as overall, yeah. yeah. Not newer well, stuff. 1985. Okay, yeah. So the song was originally sung by Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. Yep. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and it spent four weeks at number one on the UK chart in 1985. So it's yeah. the biggest selling hit by a female duo in the UK. Oh, you can go. bigger than never be the same again. Wow. Pop quiz. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest selling hit by a female duo in the UK. Do you know the biggest US hit from a female duo in America? Is it Brandy and... Is it The Boy Is Mine? Yes. Brandy and Monica? Well, it is! <laughs> I didn't know you'd get straight to that. I had, like, clues ready. Oh, really? Yeah, well done. I'm really impressed. Did you read that or just... No. No, it's just like, I know it's like, when I think female duo, and that's, I mean, I've listened to that song to this day. Oh. So that's oh, it's like, like, yeah, it's a tune. I am a huge Brandy fan. Yes. I went you so went to see her? Yeah, she toured in the UK maybe three or four years ago. I went with our, our friend Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, we could be only two white people there. <laughs> and at first, I... Like, so when we first got there, people were looking at us a bit like, you're in the wrong place. What are, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't hate me. I was doing this out of love. I tried to braid my hair, like, into plait. Oh, I looked an no. absolute tit. But, um, like, people were, like, looking at me like, what is this guy doing here? And then when she started, she does, like, a few hits. Yeah. And then she starts getting into the lesser knowns. Yeah. And as the concert progressed, I was the only one that knew every line and every lyric uh, and yes. every lyric. So by the end, people were like, who is that? And I got, people, I got in, brought into people's circles. Oh, yeah. She's, she's my everything. <laughs> yeah. Spent 13 weeks at the top of the charts. One of only seven singles in history to do so. Wow. But back to a less successful female duo. <laughs> Did not chart so favourably. Uh, Reached 153 in the UK. Even worse women couldn't pitch it that high. Yeah. But we did get a lovely video of the two mm. meeting at piano and goofing around. And 
But even, you know, that video wouldn't suggest they were really looking for a big chart position. I think they were just enjoying life. Yeah. It's, like, this is 2012. They're so busy. They've got the Olympics. Yeah. And, like, when you see the interview clips, they just seem like they're buzzing. Yeah. And if you're going to do something like this, why not do it with someone that you really like spending time with? Exactly. Yeah. I don't do this podcast with you guys for your intellect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you were saying, Erin, that those two's, their friendship is the most consistent within Mm. the band, isn't it? Really? It seems the most solid. They seem to always get on the most. They compliment each other well, I think. Yes. And they're always, like, hugging and you just see a genuine attraction between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they gravitate towards each other. Yeah. I think it's probably Emma. I don't think there's any of the girls she doesn't get on with. No, that's true. She's probably had the least rows. Yes. She's probably a bit of a buffer, you know, between she is. some other girls. Yeah. Yeah, they used yeah. to say that. Well, yeah, they used to, she used to say that. But what's really cute is, because they're working together and doing promo, they do the Christmas light switch on. Street, and they sing Two Become One together. That's wow. lovely. God, and you think the last time you did that, 96, would it have been? Yeah, ninety six or ninety seven, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, and this is this is where I think Spice Girls reunions are at their best. It's just when they're working together harmoniously. And yes. I know, like we literally said in the last episode or one of the earlier episodes, oh Jerry singing wannabe, it's sacrilegious. It's meant to be about them together. Yeah. And now I'm praising yeah. these two for singing two become one. But when they do it, it feels right. They're not changing yes, the lyrics, no. and they're still together, and they're working together. And the genuine chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'd have got more of this if Jerry had stuck around for that original third album concept. You know, people going off in pairs and doing things and doing their own stuff. Yeah. We'll never know, I suppose. Yeah. We'll never know. The album also sort of dithered in terms of chart stages. Mm. It topped the iTunes chart for a minute. You see that a lot with strong fan bases now, don't you? Yeah. Which is good. Like it's an indicator of a really strong fan base. Yes, they will. They will. They want it straight away, so they yeah. get it at the at the moment it launches. Yeah, and it went to number fifty for one week on the official charts. But like as I said, I don't think she would have been looking for chart performance with this. No, it was merch. Yeah, yeah. which good. Yeah, it's a spice record label spice. Yeah, well exactly. So that sort of wraps up a pretty intense two thousand and twelve. Although we do get her featuring the Justice Collective, the charity single, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, which was a collaboration of musicians, including Robbie Williams, Paul McCartney, Bethany Knight, Bethany Knight, many others. Uh, it was raising money for various charities associated mm-hmm. with the Hillsborough disaster. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which obviously still resonates yeah. very much so in the last year. And um, well, with her being Oliver Pudlin. Exactly, yes. yeah. This was a very successful venture. It went to Christmas number one in 2012, beating out the X Factor contestants oh, that year. God. Yeah. Which is another Christmas number one for Mel. She did come into some hot water later on, actually, regarding the Hillsborough disaster. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I think the city of Liverpool is very different from a lot of other cities yeah. in the sense of community. Mm. Um, I gig in Liverpool. It's one of my favourite places. To mm. get. I was there this week at Hot Water. Yeah. They really support their own. Like, Liverpool, if you're Liverpoolian and you're giving something to go, oh, Liverpool are behind you. Like, they're such a like warm, welcoming city. Yes. And they really 
yeah. compile together around things mm. and they're huge about the arts because they've had so many yeah. famous artists you know, yeah, like yeah, the Beatles yeah. obviously but mm-hmm. loads of others and they've managed to actually do a really powerful campaign around refusing to buy stock or sell the sun that's right yeah. yes since you know that incident yes because the sun posted uh, wrote some really disparaging articles about Awful. the supporters and and the victims and yeah, yeah. And, the and it was just it was terrific yes um i've got a lot of respect for liverpool i would say it remind yeah. it's this english city that reminds me the most of glasgow oh yes yeah yeah a I lot really, of similarities i've got a lot of time for liverpool actually uh but while she was promoting one of her later albums think version of me she did some work with the sun and i think she was pictured touring on a big red sun bus oh and unfortunately it was a similar time to one of the court trials around the police cover-up and, and the oh. lies around that incident so it's sort of it didn't look good no but that is later on 2012 thumbs up yeah 2013 so she's still on tour with the Jesus Christ Superstar so that's when she does the American stuff mm-hmm. she's doing that through 2013 racking up the stamps on Little Scarlet's passport isn't she yeah she makes a really odd cameo here in a British comedy film called Play Hard alright I could find very little about this film it sounds as legit as the Emma Bunton Bollywood appearance. They were like, <laughs> Did that really happen? Yeah. Um, was it a really fever happen? dream we all just had? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's by some guy called Ron Pasillo who wrote the movie, stars in the movie, okay. directs the movie. Right. Okay. I found a trailer and I found a tagline when it comes to business, nothing gets in the way. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Could have been written by Victoria. Yeah. I. I don't understand how this happened. I'm guessing she owed him money or something. Because yeah. he doesn't sound like a big deal. Unless I, I'm just ignorant. Maybe he's musical theatre. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Because she just seems way above it at this point. But yeah. IMDb says it's legit. Says she's in it. So. Oh, okay. I can't she did question. A, she did a bit of a, a, a journey. <laughs> a bit of a journey. Random cameo. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> if you've seen it, please let us know what you thought of it. Yeah. Because I ain't digging it out. We get a couple of musical moments in 2013 as well. So in the summer, she releases a sexy duet with X Factor alumni, Matt Cardle. Oh, wow. Called mm. Loving You. Where is he now? 
waiting for Mel C to call back. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'd met at the Isle of Wight Festival. She said he was looking for a great voice. Which, BB, of course, obviously she has. Yeah. <laughs> well, the video gets quite steamy. So... Mm. It's a similar sort of premise to what we've seen before. They're both seen in separate rooms of a house, uh, missing each other. Uh-huh. Be watch, Porsche to the door. <laughs> but then in the final shots, we get a steamy kiss. Ooh. That's quite unlike her. We'll play a bit, but we don't need to listen. Well, there were a lot of rumours flying around that they might be dating. Especially because they go on a promotional trip for the record. So they go to Germany and Poland. Of course they do. <laughs> well, I think that's a snatch. Well done, Mel. I mean, I she was know. single and it's fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be single and make a single. Yeah. And get a snog on the way. Yeah, Matt Cardle was kind of hot in that sort yeah, of... Yeah, kind of rough, kind of... Yeah. Hmm. If I was single... Well, I am single. <laughs> <laughs> well, relationships helped her chart. She managed to get to number 14. That's Which, better than our previous attempts. Well, that's our yeah. highest chart position in eight years. And particularly impressive for two artists on independent labels. Yeah. yeah. It was only released as digital downloads as well. Yeah. So, I very successful. Yeah. yeah. That is. Then at the end of the year, we get two of my faves of Mel C performances. I think she's on a really good run at mm. this point. Yeah. So in the December, she releases her first live album mm-hmm. called Live from Shepherd's Bush. No, she's done like DVDs before, but this is yes. the first album. I mean, digital only, but God bless, I pay for my Spotify. Yeah. I think she'd been doing some work as well with Jules Holland around this time. I think she'd done a number nice. of guest yeah. performances yeah. in uh-huh. his live tours. Yeah. But I remember at the time she was quite involved mm. in that. So it's just a short little seven tracker. Yeah. I recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly singles and a couple of the more recent album tracks. But it was nice. If you didn't care for stages, yeah, she's given you this. I didn't really care for stages, yeah. So she gave she's me a little, give you the other aspect of yeah. Her. There's yeah. a great yeah. mix. There's a great mix of turn to you, mm-hmm. which I really liked, True. and it actually made me like next best superstar, mm. which was the one about TV talent shows. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah. she's still winning that out. Yeah, I would like to say that I bet that see performing uh, regularly in theatre probably trained her voice to be even better than it was already because yeah. you have to be you have to really do some strenuous exercises in order to be able to keep your vocal cords good for that and then so, you're singing different genres and different well. genres mm. too so I think you know it makes sense that she went on to do some release some live stuff to be like hey man you know like I'm in a really powerful place with my with my voice yeah well this really plays into the next thing that she does then and the moment I really fell in love with her she does a show called Sporty Turns 40. Can Incre- you guess what it's about? <laughs> Incredible. So, <clears throat> it's Melanie Turns 40 in the January. And to celebrate, she throws a big concert party at the Shepherd's Bush Empire, I think. Singing all her hits with a few exciting guests. It is in full on YouTube. Amazing. Thank you, Melcy Fans Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. We watched it together. Yeah. She looks incredible. She has her hair in a ponytail. She's wearing a black leather, like, vest jacket thing. Like a body warmer. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. didn't care for it. No. But she's glowing and buzzing. Yeah. She's yeah. really she having fun. Like 40. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds 40. <laughs> no. <laughs> she really sounds 40. <laughs> um, but it's a star-studded crowd. 
if your ideas of stars are 90s pop stars, which mine is. Yes. Yeah. She does a duet with Nicole Appleton. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Emma comes on and they sing Two yeah. Become One. Yes. Yes. So good. Yeah, one of the guys from Star Sailors on it. Nice. It's, it's great time on just in the background. Yeah. Like, just to be talking or at a dinner party or, yeah. or if your mum's over and you don't want to chat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Oh, okay. And this is, this is a nice little bit of business. So this also happens this year. Do you know which Little Mix video she makes an appearance in? Oh, she, she... Yeah, she Let's, worked on a track with them, right? She didn't work on a track, she appears in the video. Oh, okay. It's going to be one of their first ones. So... Um, it's not first album. Oh. Okay, in that case, I won't know. <laughs> Sorry. Don't, oh. don't know that much about Little Mix. I'm old. Well, <laughs> we're on album number five, so oh. you better word up. <laughs> she appears in Word Up, which I is see. their Children in Need charity single. Right. She turns up for their version of Word Up. She didn't turn up for Mel B's. Yeah, I was going to say, we we mentioned this before in the Mel B episode, didn't we? Yep, that's yeah, that's why I'm remembering it. Yep. Cover it. Um, which is a nice gesture, actually. It's like she's passing on the torch yes. to the next yeah. girl band. And also they they did their Children in Need single as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Little Mix is tried a little better than Headlines. Yep. <laughs> but at the time she was very complimentary about the girls. I mean, who isn't? Little Mix are great. Yes. Um, but she would later get quoted saying she had banned her daughter from watching the girls in case she saw inappropriate content. Well, I suppose she's showing Scarlett all of their music videos, Spice Girls ones. Well, (laughs) so this is what she said. This is her quote. So she says, they are getting more provocative. To me, they were kind of the closest things to the Spice Girls we've seen. 100% agreed. Yeah. They're all gorgeous and great singers, but they weren't sexy. And it's got more and more that way. I love them, but I just say, stay you. All young women want to look sexy and hot, so understand it's hard. I think it's such a shame. We live in a narcissistic age. It's 100% worse than when I was in the Spice Girls. It was a more innocent time. I think she's right. I read an article about Little Mix that said that they were, you know, this was a few years ago now, that that were saying they were deliberately not trying to be sexy because they wanted to be themselves. So they have gone through a bit of a change. Yeah, I mean, I remember... um, I'm a fan. Yeah, I love them. So when they first were put together... And they came out, they were saying, we are, I believe they were quotes saying, we are never going to be that band. We're never going to be the super sexy band. They were saying, we're not going to be the pussycat dolls, basically. But they were young girls then. So of course they weren't. Whereas now they are women. And yeah, and you know, they probably want to dress differently. And they've obviously matured. And it smacks a little bit Mm. of Britney Spears... I want to stay a virgin till I'm married. So you make a yeah. comment when you're younger in yeah. interviews that gets picked up on yeah. and then people are constantly chasing it. Jessica yeah. Simpson, another great example. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, and also what you've got to give Little Mix credit for is they are dancing, they are singing on stage. Yes. They're not really flapping out anything. No. I mean, God love, Jessie loves a high crotch line yeah yeah. it is high but then she's not showing everything else off she has got big chests that is out they've got amazing bodies that they've worked so hard for so if they want to show it off you know it's very much so what Mel C said is maybe something I feel I would have really agreed with maybe when I was a bit younger um, because I guess I've always kind of 
I've always um, felt a kinship to male C growing up because yeah. I was also not that girly when I was younger, yeah. more modestly dressing than my peers, etc. However, I do get concerned nowadays when I think about my past attitudes towards that, in that perhaps it's a little, it starts to go into the realm of a little bit slutshimy. Yeah. And we, I think we have to be careful. It's like, just because if somebody wears, you know, a very kind of skimpy stage costume Let's be and clear, dances around. Little Mix are almost, most of the times when they're on stage, they're yeah. in leotards. Yeah. Yeah. So their costumes are based on leotards. And yes. yeah, they have cutouts. Yeah. But as someone that works in the circus, yeah. um, I can tell you, I end up wearing a lot less than Little yes. Mix. Not necessarily because yeah. I've requested that. But because that's what corporates send you. Yes. But even regardless of what they're wearing, it's it should really be, they should be able to wear what they like. It's a performance. Yeah. And, and you know, we shouldn't necessarily shame them for that. So I see where she's coming from, but I also wonder if maybe she should have not kind of judged them too harshly for that. Because, I mean, you know, she was in a band with Jerry in the... Union drag dress. It's not as if... Well, she does go on to clarify her comments yeah. later. I, I, I really don't think she was trying to shade them. No. I think it is taken out of context. I think yeah. what she's trying to say is, I think they're a great band. I worry about the effect this mm. has on my daughter. Right. I yeah. think they're great role models, though. Um, okay. And she, she's trying to be positive. And I don't think Little Mix would have been like, oh, what a B word. Right, yeah. Um, so what she says is, why do young girls want to be portrayed in that way? In my experience, I wore tracksuits. I never felt that us girls as Spice Girls wouldn't put under any pressure to be sexy. Mm. I mean, it's arguable. The Spice Girls were extremely sexualized. Yeah, yeah they were. To um, become one. <laughs> Victoria wore a catsuit or a bikini and skirt. Yes. When you look back now, Victoria is mostly in a bikini top. Yes. Yeah. Jerry's skirts very rarely went past her navel. Yeah. Yeah. Emma was made to look younger. She yeah, was made she to play this sort of Melissa image. And Mel B always had the plunge. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, yes, Mel C was in tracksuits. And maybe she didn't notice quite so much. And I guess that's a good comment to make. I never felt that us girls, as Spice Girls, were put under any pressure to be sexy. But they were definitely put under pressure to be skinny. Ah, yeah. Well. Yeah. So there was superficialness in some way. Yes. Yeah. So I, I suppose what maybe she's saying there, we were never put under pressure. That's just how we were. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but at least, like, this is what I would say. Little Mix are normally in leotards, which... I think is a smart move because nothing can get out and no one can get in. Yeah. It's a twat guard. <laughs> oh, I just... I'm a twat guard. Oh, I just heard it. Did you not mean that? No. Did you mean twat as in boy? Yeah. Oh, no. So in 2015, we get a somewhat surprising move from Melanie. More music? <laughs> well, if you're a big fan of her Beautiful Intentions album and Next Best Superstar song... She's confirmed as a judge on TV talent show, Asia's Got Talent. Wow. After, you know, the, the slagging off of the TV talent show, she definitely then was like, oh, well. Like you said, people are allowed to grow and, <laughs> and change, change their minds. Yeah, Let's indeed. stop holding people to the standards that are set when they were young women. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll try not to buy into cancel culture too much. Yeah. Cool. Into what? 
Oh, never mind. Let's not hate on the Got Talent brand. Yeah. It was was the first time the show was launching in that territory. So maybe she thought people wouldn't notice. Um, Maybe she's trying to break it down from the inside. Perhaps. Maybe some of her fans. She did. She did the Jesse J before Jesse J did a Jesse J in China. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. A Jesse J went and performed on. It was. It was a talent show for people who were already musicians, like yeah. successful musicians. Um, and it was hard against a lot of other Asian artists, and she won. Yeah. It yeah. Snaps to Jessie J. Well, she was never underrated because she had success at the early part, but people yeah. turned on her quick. Yeah, because she was bisexual, shock horror. Yeah. I don't think that's why people turned on her. Um, you don't hear much about her being bisexual now. I feel yeah, like but there was a lot of things was, about sexuality. I think that was one of those... I think that's another example of a young woman saying something slightly out of context and mm-hmm. it being taken by the press and yeah, then valified. having to run with it. Yeah. I think she probably said something along the lines of, I've experimented and then it became... Um, you're bisexual and then that makes her an icon to um, lesbians and bisexual women everywhere yeah. and suddenly there's that pressure that's difficult mm-hmm. yeah it's coming in season 27 <laughs> Asia's Got Talent Melanie sees on it it's done in multiple languages because of course it would have to be of course Melanie C only speaks English yeah. and a bit of German yeah so <laughs> so there was always translators on hand which is kind of odd and it's the first of its kind within the Got Talent brand so all of the judges spoke different languages so sometimes they would speak in their own and and it would be translated which is interesting it's difficult difficult to edit and how do you keep it cohesive how do they communicate with each other I imagine there were multiple edits then they were aired because it was aired in multiple different countries probably went to a different group Melanie gave her golden buzzer to an acrobatic act Gao Lin and Yu Xin I'm sorry, I probably said those names wrong. I just brutalised the language. I apologise. So she likes circus acts. Check me up online, Melanie. <laughs> she only did one season. So I just see it as a nice little paid holiday. No. Yeah. Adding those stamps to Scarlet's passport. Yeah. She's probably never properly... I know, like, the Spice Girls were global, but she probably never got to see Asia properly, properly. Because mm. yeah. they were... And she'd have been so famous then as well. Yeah. Now she yeah. probably could get away with... Put some sunglasses on. Yeah. 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 So that must have been a nice little trip. They love a working holiday, don't they? The Spice Girls. They love it, yeah. But after this, we get back to music. Proper music. So she features as a vocalist, rather unexpectedly, in a collaboration with Sons of Sonics, which Mm. is a British production duo, who, I took this from their website, who pride themselves on creating timeless, unboxed music. Oh, mysterious. <laughs> Unboxed. Unboxed. Well, it's a start departure from her earlier work. I mean, these people are credited with working with Ty Dollar Sign, Wretch 32, Stormzy. Mm-hmm. So, something a little more urban. Yeah. yeah. The track was called Numb. Inside. Don't keep it together. Oh, let it run away. Don't hold back the river. Let go, let it run away Before it makes you numb It will only make you numb And you won't be numb 
through your heart now it's bleeding You will see paradise Just don't get lost in the pain inside Inside Let go of the pain inside Inside Don't keep it together Oh let it run away Digital Spy described it as a massive tropical banger I loved it it's much more electronic, mm. which is a big departure from the sort of grum, the grums, <laughs> guitars and strings. I wanted to say, yeah, but I got grums. Guitar and drums. That's where I am. No, she does like a string instrument. Yeah, she does. No, I really, I really like the song because it's it is something different, but it suits her voice. I mean, she'd had like a dance track before with. I turn to you. True, yeah. Um, but this is very much kind of modern, modern like Kygo esque kind of tropical house, which you yeah, know, it's really it's very the time. tropical. Yeah, yeah. Well, it made for a good interlude for her first single proper from the new album, Anymore, which mm-hmm. is also produced by SOS, as was much of the album. SOS is like what we call Sons of Sonic for short. Do you want to hear a bit? Something else to distract me Looking for someone who's looking for someone worth saving Save me I feel the beat Kicking my chest Close my eyes and wait But it's not working yet I hear the music I remember hearing this and being stunned when it came out. I, if you thought Numb was a massive banger, this is Turn To You 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> I remember working with my friend Joe um, at a company called Tarmac. Can you guess what they make? <laughs> and um, being like, mate, Melanie C has gone to the dance floor. And she was like, you're joking. I was like, no. <laughs> if you thought Stages was for the musical theatre gays, yeah. this album is for the dance floor gays. <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> so it's up-tempo electro. It premiered on BBC Radio 2 with Chris, Chris Evans, which feels like a waste. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been Radio 1. Yeah. Because she's really hit the dance floor. Mm. Yeah. And it got to number one on the Radio Airplay chart. <laughs> And it got to number one on the UK physical singles chart. But a number one is a number one. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. In the album, Version of Me followed in October. Oh, do you want to just say first about the video? Oh, so yeah, for the video, she's wearing like a kind of black bra with a suit jacket over. She looks. She's got a blazer. She does. You know, it's not like Mel C to show much skin. Well... 
definitely. Some would say over-sexualized. <laughs> do yes, women need to do that? Yeah. She used to just be tracksuits, and now I uh-huh. see a bra. Maybe she's watching Little Mix I wouldn't videos. let Scarlett watch it. <laughs> but no, she looks yeah, she elegant. Looks, and she looks incredible and classy and sexy yeah. and everything you'd want to look. Exactly. Also in the video, there's a lot of people listening on headphones and listening on mobiles. She's mm-hmm. going for the streaming generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's breaking through. Yeah. Good on her. Well, the album version of me follows in October. Uh, she said it took her two years to create, so she sort of started in 2014, but with all the other projects, it meant that she couldn't focus on the album properly. Yeah. Which she credits to the sort of change in direction. So she said it stopped the album getting stale and meant that she could use real-life scenarios to inspire the work. Okay. So just, she describes it as her first fully electronic album. Yeah. Which I think is fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's obviously dabbled in the past a bit. Yes. And she did say on the sea that it was electro, but obviously this was one of the many fishes mm. yeah. swimming in the sea of... The, underneath music. the surface, like yeah. Concept album. Yeah. Um, so this is her first time becoming an electro synth artist. Mm. It suits her. It does. It really suits her. And she looks comfortable, you know. I don't know where she goes from this now. I mean, I would be expecting a new album from her in 2019 or 2020. Mm. She's got to have one for this tour coming up. Yeah, well, she's, it would be nice of her to wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a <laughs> Be respectful. Um, I don't know what direction she goes, mm. because this really suited her. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought? Like, in comparison to The Sea, I mean, I enjoyed The Sea a lot, but I felt like there were some times where I was listening to tracks in it where... I couldn't really hear the lyrics. Like, it felt like, for me, the instrumentals were kind of drowning out her voice a bit. Like in the sea? Like in the sea. And um, for me, you know, the main reason I would listen to my OC music is for her voice. Um, If only Jerry had been so kind to to drown herself out. (laughs) But, um, But actually, with this synth, uh, stuff. Her her voice is very crisp. It's very clear. It's yeah. very pushed to the front of the sound. Yeah, yeah. driving it. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. And yeah, she sounds great. Yeah, I mean, we get the same sort of Melanie C themes. Yeah, it's still a relatively heavy album. It's breakups and heartache, but it's lighter. Mm. But I, it's a breakup and heartbreak I can dance to. Yeah, and I'm down with that. And that's oh, the difference. I'm always for that. Yeah, I love a breakup I, album against an, a mirror, darling. well the bloggers loved it I mean obviously we're past the point where she's getting reviews reviews from mainstream media but we did get the express Mm -hmm. they said when the producers calm down and our huskily powerful but always slightly vulnerable voice is allowed to soar as on the closing quartet of tracks the results are superb there you go the independent called it her most accomplished solo outing today they gave it three stars, which is the same as what they gave Lady Gargoyle's Joanne. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the word did find a Sydney Herald uh, review. Yep. Let's see. <sighs> Don't come for me, Twitter. <laughs> they described it as Melanie C's version of Beyonce's Lemonade, taking on her very own Becky with the good hair and alluding to her relationship breakdown with partner of 10 years and the father of Scarlett, Thomas Starr, who she split with in 2012. That's oh. a compliment. Is it? It, it is, is a definitely. Compliment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything <laughs> compared to Lemonade is it's a, a compliment. compliment. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's not correct. I don't get that. 
It's I not don't... correct. But for it to be her own album that's similar, and you know, to her life experience, maybe... Yeah. I wouldn't directly... We're not saying it's in comparison to Lenny, no. but for her life experience, maybe that is her album. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily that this song is about... Um, Thomas Starr. No, there's well, nothing that suggests that it is. It could be about anyone. I'm sure some of it is. Jerry. Influence. Well, we'll get onto that actually. Um, but also, it's not in that same vein. Like, it's not trying to tell one no. cohesive theatre story in the way that Lemonade is. Yeah. I just think you're comparing apples and lemons. You are <laughs> quite literally. Thank you. Apple and lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> but. Regardless, it's a brave move into electro-led dance pop. Yeah. yeah. Which finally paid off. Mm. It was easily our most successful album in over a decade. I mean, it charted at number 25. Oh. Much higher if you looked only at physical sales. Right. So she was physical sales on this one. And Melcy was out doing the promo for this as well. Yeah. Like yeah. She was enjoying it and she was out doing it. It's the kind of... Um, album that would go down well in a live performance because you get the crowd going you know it's good for a bop and I think it's really Frida actually this sort of style of music she really starts to enjoy herself and Mm. it's good she's out doing G.A.Y she's doing talk shows she does a proper tour of the UK and into Europe and it's good Mm. we get three singles from this era none of which really chart but we get a fair bit of radio too so, Dear Life, which is a bit more ballady, mm-hmm. more akin to her earlier work, but it's still got that sort of newfound dance edge. Hold On, which is a collaboration with Alex Francis, and Room for Love, which she gets a video made up of fan clips, you know, where fans That's lip cute. sync to bits. Just Brazil, then? Not just not just Brazil. Fans Brazil. <laughs> Which I think is a lovely nod. Yeah. Really nice. It's yeah. a really... homage, isn't yeah. it? It's a really cohesive album. I think it sounds... I really like it. I'm still rinsing it. Mm. We should discuss one track. Okay. The title track, Version of Me. The lyrics go, This is not your playground. I'm not here for you to shoot me down. Preying on my weakness, even when you're not around. Nothing lasts forever, but you're wrapped around my DNA, and I'm hiding in the corner... The wounded kid I was, like it was yesterday. Like nothing's changed. All that you've done, you see, ever so quietly, comes creeping back up on me, haunting me, goading me. Why can't let you can't you let go of me? I don't have the patience anymore. Okay. <laughs> so this is about bullying. Yeah. And about not quite being able to let go of that person that you were, but wanting to be the sort of new version and saying that you won't let someone take control of you in that way. Mm-hmm. She told Attitude magazine, unfortunately being bullied can really damage people. And even when you are stronger and over it, it can still be in the background undermining you. And I hope people will identify with the track. And she says it is about one of the Spice Girls. Uh-huh. Because before you said that, I would have maybe thought she was talking about the press. But she has specifically said... She's... Well, this is that quote is about that track. Yeah. Separate quote. Separate interview. She said there is one track on the album that is about a Spice Girl. Right. Being very tactful, she doesn't say which Spice Girl. Mm-hmm. I won't speculate. Are we going to... Can we take a guess? Because... We think we know, don't we? Well, if you'd like to, you can. Am I do. taking the book out of South Lancashire Library? Oh! <laughs> oh, that wasn't the Spice Girl I was thinking. Oh, okay, that was the one I was thinking of. 
but either one yeah, of those. that could yeah. I don't think it's Emma and I don't think it's Victoria <laughs> <laughs> yep I don't think she was doing it to herself think it's <gasps> twist though she could be referring to herself she could be referring to herself in a cryptic way yeah mm. I don't think she well <laughs> what she has said is it's been addressed they are aware of what they've done and they apologised. There was that quote she said years ago about Mel B, though, and about how he didn't always get on and she yeah. didn't want to do the tour, you know, the 2007 tour, because of yeah. riffs. Oh, it's definitely about Mel B. I'd put my money on it. Not that I have any. If you want to sponsor us. <laughs> so you can make a bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, what do you think? Um, I think it could be, yeah, it could be about either... Jerry or Melby, to be honest. Um, and obviously, it it was Melcy ne- felt she needed the catharsis of writing about it and getting it out there, um, but that she didn't need to go into details about who it was. I agree. Yeah, um, it doesn't need to be. So, fair play to her. I mean, it's sad to me to think that she went through that during their heyday. I mean. We know that she at that time was having that though. Yeah, yeah she t- wasn't happy. I think no. they all struggled a bit. I they think that was did. just a hard thing to do. It was a power struggle, I think, definitely. Yeah, but and they also spent twenty four hours with each other. You yeah. know, so of course, when you've got those big personalities, it, it was possibly inevitable that there was dynamics like that. Do you think that's going to happen to us? So, our listeners probably don't know how we record this. Basically, Aaron does all the work. Lauren does some editing and I do nothing but talk. <laughs> but we record them in... We've recorded them in two split batches. So, the first half of the podcast was recorded all together around New Year. So, we just spend, like, basically a week together. And, and I didn't, I didn't leave my house. In yeah. pyjamas, not washing. Well, today <laughs> is a particularly ripe day for all of us. But will we get like that? We're yeah. snapping, but we're getting yeah. on. Yeah. Well, this is a really good era for Melcy. She's making music that she likes. It sounds fresh. It's exciting again. I I couldn't have been more pleased. Yes. I really had time for it. Yeah. And it's good for it at the gym. It lasts a whole section. Fantastic. I, actually, I'm going to listen to him in the next uh, gym session. Oh, when are you? 2020. <laughs> January 2020. Yeah. <laughs> That one, that yearly visit to the gym, I do. Just, just to make sure your membership still works. <laughs> well, there's one final thing Melanie adds before the reunion is she becomes DJ Spice. Yeah, she starts doing sets at retro nights. It seems she seems to enjoy it. Mm. It's a little string to her bow. Yeah. There is a quote that she says in an interview with The Guardian in 2011 I think is apt to end her episode on. There probably won't come a time when I'm not asked about the Spice Girls. Do I mind? It depends what mood I'm in. People want to know about our relationships now. When we first split, I went two years without speaking to some of the girls. But we're closer now than we've ever been. I think that about sums up her relationship with it all mm-hmm. she's yeah. never going to be able to escape it in the no. way that maybe Victoria Beckham has yeah. and even then up. she gets pulled back to it Yeah, they will always be Spice Girls mm. and I think she just seems so much better for having let go of resentment 
yeah. yeah. And probably writing a few songs has helped her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she does love an angsty song. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's nice that she's just decided to, to kind of become, may find her peace with it. So, she was Sporty Spice. I think I called her Melody Spice before. That's right, yeah. I should have written these down. Yeah. What would we go for now? What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good one song about that. Um, uh, I'm going <laughs> to say Musical Spice. Because she's still involved in all the musical parts. Yeah. So whether it's presenting, it's musicals, Asia's Got Talent, or she's DJing, she's still involved in music. Yeah. Plus all the albums she's doing. Yeah. So I think she's still heavily, heavily into music in ways that the other girls maybe aren't as much. You know, they're trying to hand the other things. She's she seems to be... Yeah, absolutely done more music than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, by a mile. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's a very good point. I wanted to say something about... Um, I guess mindful spice, mindful like you know, Ooh. like finding her peace. She's that over this period, she's yeah. defeating her demons. She's accepting the fact that she's always going to be known as a spice girl, as we said. So yeah, she's she's kind of embracing a kind of mindful, uh, a much more positive state of mind than she had before. That is beautiful, actually. Mm. That's lovely. Yeah. I had maybe live spice mm-hmm. because because her mic is rarely switched off. That's yeah. true. She's released three live concert albums. She's toured every album. She's done all those musicals, which all would yeah. be live. Mm-hmm. So I think she's a singer more than she's a celebrity. That's Do you know right. What I mean? Like she's yes. not yeah. celebrity judge or yes. she anything. She's a singer, singer. Mel C, and it's been yeah. very in one lane yeah obviously with offshoots but like you said it's musical mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that goes beyond what any of the other girls have mm-hmm. done but mindful too yeah so you can take a pick thank you very much for supporting this podcast we love you for staying till the bitter end <laughs> <laughs> if you have enjoyed it please go on and rate it uh, wherever you get your podcasts on Apple. Or if you don't want to do that because you don't like typing or stars, maybe share it with a friend. Spread mm. the love. And at least download the episode, please. <laughs> <laughs> They've listened. I don't care what they do with it now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. I thought that we could just be friends. But if you haven't subscribed things will never be the same again. View all our bonus content, leave your comments and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Talk to us at Pod of the Pops on all platforms.